Hi, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? You know that feeling when you invite 30 people over to your place to record a live podcast and you think like three are going to come, but then they all come and uh, then you realize, wait a minute, we have no idea what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> no idea what the fuck we're doing. And we have to confiscate the eggs and the tomatoes so people don't hurl them at us. I know. I'm very worried about this entire situation, but it's just another week on This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Oh, wait, shit. We got a cease and desist letter from Megan Trainer's lawyers. Our finest living <laughs> songstress. People say my parents say that that's the only thing they like about the podcast is the song, the opening song. <laughs> oh, that's and the great. Song. That's nice. Okay, of them. so we're gonna have to improvise this. On to the uh to the no no no. My name is no. My sign is no. My number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. That's it. Welcome to the this week in no live show. Rachel, how the fuck did this happen? I cannot believe I, we're I here. I don't know. There was a series of decisions. Who are these idiots? These insaniacs who are here. <laughs> we're not we worthy. We lured them in with <laughs> prospect of drink, and I don't know how we did it. But here we are. We got to put on a good show. It's I know. It's a lot of pressure. Okay, so we have put a little thought into how this is going to work. What we're going to do is we're going to do a few classic nopes, the stuff you've come to know and hate. We're going to have a few guest nopes who are going to join us at our third seat here and some guest yups as well, although we forgot to figure out what those are. So we'll, we'll figure them out later. Yep. We're going to have some uh, trivia uh, to see who's been listening to Nope the most and the most carefully. And then the most important thing is that we're going to have a drinking game. And uh, we, we're not going to tell you, the remote audience, what these, uh, what these words are. But these are our little catchphrases that we use all the time. And they're posted around the room here. Oh, by the way, we're not in a real studio or like in the Brooklyn Bell House or anything. We're in my fucking apartment. Um, <laughs> at the dining room table like we always are. At the are. dining room table like we always are. People are like, are you really inviting us into the studio? I'm like, yeah. Studio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's going to be a drinking game. And uh, feel free to drink and perhaps uh, cheer when you hear one of our favorite phrases. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> okay. So before we do the elephant in the room, which is usually the thing we start, which is the one topic that, you know, everybody's talking about, but nobody wants to talk about <laughs> with our hot takes, um, I, need to mention, I need to mention that Rachel has been thrust into the vortex of the Mueller investigation. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, Rachel has a confession to make that she made very publicly just in the last few days. She is She is in love. <laughs> With special counsel Robert Swan Muller the second. He's the most special special counsel. And you do not keep this to yourself. You I, posted this in Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair published and paid you to write about this. A love letter to Robert Mueller. I, I couldn't get his address. They wouldn't give it to me. And um, You had to go public with it. What they don't realize is that I'm hoping for a subpoena. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll get to see him. Or at least his, his legal staff. And it might be in the uh, print publication as well, right? Uh, it might be. Okay. We'll we don't want to commit you to that. Okay, Rachel. So let's jump right into the elephant in the room. What else you got to say about that horrible, horrible man today? Um, so as we know, the government is currently in the midst of its longest, its biggest, its best, Best shutdown in American history. Um, Biggest words. The, amazing. It's amazing. Amazing. It's I'm, I'm tired of winning. Um, <laughs> the, the real victim of the shutdown is not the 800 
thousand workers who are not getting paid. Oh, it who is, is it? Uh, Donald Trump. Of course, um, it's he's unfair. Always it's, everything it's unfair. is unfair. unfair. It's very unfair to him. He's uh, lonely in the White House. <laughs> yes. He doesn't have any company, so he spent the weekend tweeting and uh, snorting Adderall, and <laughs> his uh, catering staff appears to be AWOL. Okay. So he invited a whole football team over, the Clemson Tigers. They won a big award or something. Yeah, the like NCAA championship, whatever. I don't know. I don't know about football. Fuck that. So. Um, and so what did he serve them? Fast food. Yeah. And, um, and he bragged. At least that, it wasn't Chick-fil-A, which we <laughs> despise. We don't know. We didn't see the whole It could have been up. Chick-fil-A in a like Burger King. It, like, right. We don't case. know. Um, but he bragged. He was proud of it. And he bragged that he, in fact, paid for it, which I, I would not it's count on anything. That. No, no. It's Vladimir Putin paid for it. Um, <laughs> but th- that is not the only thing that. Uh, Donald Trump lied about. Uh, he first said that there were 300 hamburgers, and then he said that there were 500 hamburgers, and then he said that there were over 1,000 hamburgers. <laughs> and I just feel like if he picked up the tab, wouldn't he know how many hamburgers he ordered? No, because he never pays for anything. And, no, and this is the inauguration crowd. This, there right, were 10 million people on the mall. Ballooning right? numbers. Every time you ask, it like doubles. You know, for the, someone who went to Wharton, he's very bad with numbers. I don't believe he went there. Actually, oh, really? I feel like someone needs to leak his transcript. I don't think he graduated. Uh, okay. <laughs> so okay, so he was there with his hamburgers because the catering staff wasn't there, and there was nobody there. He tweeted right that there was no. Nobody in the White House. It's just little old me. There's no chaos. It's just me alone. Because there the can't White be House. chaos if there's no one else to participate in the chaos. It's and fine. you would think maybe Jared and Ivanka are there, right? Because he loves Jared and Ivanka. They love him. There's no signs of a rift. But then this week we got news that she was being considered for the president of the World Bank. She's so qualified She's for so that. She's so qualified for this job. I can't think she of any. She has a bank account. <laughs> I don't think she has signing privileges, but she has a, she has a bank account. Jared's gone bankrupt. Like, that has the word bank in it. Right. Right? So okay, and then it came out that, no, she's not being considered for the president, but she's on the selection committee, which, like, again, who the fuck is she? she who is she know. to select what? anything? No, she's not qualified to select the fucking China. So, um, and then we learned about them that they also, they saw the movie Vice about Dick Cheney. Has anyone seen that here? Mm-hmm. I saw it. Like, yeah, that's why it's, you know, that's why it's doing so well in the box off. <laughs> I saw it. It was pretty good. I mean, it's amazing that, um, what's his name? The Christian Bale. Christian Bale, that guy. Um, he did a great job. He always he's, layers he's on the fat very well. Yeah. And you can't tell that he's well. She speaks American very well. Um, but apparently they went to go see this movie and they walked out of it. What and, did they think? Okay, so they walked out of it when there's like a very brief clip of Donald Trump on the TV from the 80s as like a little like flash, you know, spot joke or something like that. And they were so offended so mortally that they offended. walked out. Like, so here's my real question. Why did they see this movie in the first place? Did they think a movie about Dick Cheney was really going to be flattering to Donald Trump or to anything that's happened in the last, what, 20 years? It's ridiculous. Then... That wasn't even the worst. <laughs> that was not the worst. What we also learned about Jared and Ivanka this week was that they like to take spin classes in the dark. Who among us? Who among us does not like to take spin classes in the dark? There we go. First of many. <laughs> um, so the place that they go, the room, at the very beginning, the room goes dark. And the reason why, this is in their literature, it says, quote, the better to pedal unobserved to build your most limitless body. 
I do not want to think about Jared's most limitless body or any, anything about his body. So here's the, here's why all of this is important, right? So Donald Trump is alone. He's lonely. Jared and Ivanka aren't there. They will do anything. It's like when you go to your in-laws' house, like for Thanksgiving, and you'll do anything it takes. You to like escape. go to the mall, go to Target, whatever the fuck it takes, right? So this is what they're doing. They they're don't going even to spin be... class in the dark. They're going to Dick Cheney movie. They're hiding. She's like, make me president of the world back. Anything. Just anything. get me out of this Just fucking me, White yeah. House. No. 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 Shut this shut down. Shut it down. No. no. <laughs> there you go. You know, Rachel, you know what we need to talk about a little bit? This politics is too much. We need to talk about the arts. Yes. The, Do you enjoy the arts? I, Are you I a patron a lo- of the arts? I am a lover of the arts, I love yes. the arts. That's right. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who among us does not love the arts? So um, has anyone seen the ad for this thing? I pulled this shockingly from the New York Post for this Shen Yun dance thing. Have you ever seen this? Okay, well, I've been saving up this item for like the entire length of this podcast. And finally, I'm going to unleash it. On an un, un- Brian cannot audience. handle Shen right. So it's some sort of Chinese dance thing. And normally, like, if someone advertises, like, a symphony or whatever, it's very, you know, discreet. It's in the arts and leisure section of the New York Times. Like, the New York Philharmonic is doing the Beethoven Eroica Symphony. But this thing is, like, in this garish, you know, colors. It's in the New York Post. And the, these people stand on the street corners. And they, like, pro- they, like give you postcards. It's like it's a religious. Oh, it's and, a like, full-on assault. It's a full-on assault on my personal space and my personal integrity frankly so um, I decided to you know look in more but before we do that let's just, let's just explore the claims they are making about themselves because in this day and age I think without any regulation of, of industry and commerce it's up to us to self-regulate so allow me to read the testimonials here um, so must see it once at least once in your lifetime here's a quote I'm gonna read you three quotes number one absolutely the number one show in the world and this is from Ken Wells former lead dancer of English National Ballet. Okay, ballet dancer knows a little bit about dance. I'll give him that. Next one, five stars. Quote, I've reviewed about 4,000 shows. None can compare to what I saw tonight. This is from none other than Richard Canerma, renowned Broadway critic. Google him. It's big, big, big in China. Uh, and then the final one is absolutely the greatest of the great. It must be experienced. And this, when you hear who this is from, you're going to die. I can't believe they said this. This is from Christine Walewska, who is the, quote, goddess of the cello and watched Shen Yun five times. Boom. Take that. A must-see. Must-see. In fact, we're heading over there right now after this show. I've got, I've got tickets for one and all. Everybody gets Shen Yun. Okay, so that maybe made me a little suspicious. And after they like abducted me outside of Barnes & Noble with their flyers, I said, I've got to do a little more research. I, I had to look no further than Wikipedia. <laughs> I did look at Yelp also. It was no better. Um, so the quote here is from the Houston Chronicle. They said, for many disgruntled Shen Yun attendees, it's not necessarily that the show itself is bad, though, to be, to be fair, so it some is. complaint it is. <laughs> Most of the negative reviews were people upset that they were blindsided by the political content by Alex Martineau of the Houston Chronicle. Such content was characterized as anti-evolution, religious sermon, and cult propaganda. 
So we dive deeper. He, we, we here at This Week in Nope go, go the extra mile. This is from uh, The Ledger. I don't know where that is. Um, and the quote is this, from, from actual like paying patrons. We paid a premium. For, well, why did you do that, <laughs> idiots? We paid a premium for seats that would provide us an excellent view of Chinese tradition. Instead, we contributed unwittingly to a religious movement that denies evolution and science, <laughs> claims the earth was inhabited by aliens, <laughs> demonizes atheists and homosexuals, and condemns mixed marriages. Right on. Right on, <laughs> this, motherfucker. This sounds better than Hamilton. I'm in. No. Like, at least. <laughs> Sign me up. Hamilton. Um, <laughs> You were in the room when it happened. I w- I'm going to go. I want to be in the room where it happens. All right, we'll go. We'll okay. go. No. No, Shenyun. Next time no, you Shen- see them trying to give you a flyer or see this them in the garbage. Just shut it down. No, no. Shut it down. No. Absolutely not. No. Okay. Whew. That made me angry just talking about that thing. Yeah. I'm going to see that ad again. <laughs> okay. We will um, see it We're going to take times. a brief pause because we actually have sponsors. We're all drinking. There's a two-drink minimum for this event. I'm on... Five. Well, people don't realize I usually have an open bottle that I'm just like pouring liberally here. And if you actually listen, you'll hear my sleech, uh, sleech become spurred <laughs> by the end of the podcast. Um, and this is why. But I've been taking it a little slower um, because I want to recognize our liquor sponsors. They are Starward Australian Whiskey, which is incredibly delicious. We've been making Manhattan with them, but you don't have to. Like You could drink you could it just straight drink it, and knock yeah. them back. Uh, Mr. Black, Australian coffee liqueur. If you've never had coffee liqueur, it's something to try. You can drink it straight. You can mix it in your coffee to make it more (laughs) coffee-like. I don't know. And uh, my vino, run by a great friend of mine, my Vu. It is wine in a pouch. So, like, you don't have to just drink half a bottle and have it go bad. Like, drink it in a pouch. It's not like Ernest and Julio Gallo. And there's a special offer for listeners to Nope. 20% off at myvino.com. Just use the code Nope. There you go. Thank you, sponsor. Thank you, sponsors. Okay, Rachel, um, we have a special guest who's going to do our first guest nope on this podcast. Yes, I am. Well, not on the whole podcast, on this episode. Beyond thrilled to introduce our special guest, Brooke Hammerling. Brooke, Brooke. come on up. Brooke, come on up. Did she leave? Oh, okay. That sometimes (laughs) happens. We invite a guest and they leave before they come on. (laughs) Hi. Hi, Brooke. Okay, so Brooke <laughs> Hammerling is a tech PR dynamo, but Woo! she is, more importantly, our finest living cheese influencer. Um, it's true. It's true. Take a drink. Thank you. <laughs> that, that's why she's here. And um, this is some news that you can use. It's the do's and don'ts of cheese plates. I mean, the dream is to be a cheese influencer. And we. this all came about because we saw some 20-something-year-old, no offense, I'm sorry, but this girl who maybe weighed like 80 pounds talking about she's a cheese influencer. She doesn't eat cheese. She doesn't what eat does she cheese. Know about she's cheese. a vegan. Yeah. I mean, she didn't eat wait, cheese. Wait, wait. <laughs> what, what is she seen, she, she eats nut cheese. <laughs> nut cheese. Which, by the way, we did get... Well, we did get a tip about from somebody who asked to remain anonymous, who did say that he has changed to being a vegan. He moved from New York to L.A., and he loves nut cheese, but he can't live down the fact that every morning his kids say, Daddy, can we see your nut cheese? (laughs) That is... That is just disgusting. So anyway, it's a family-friendly podcast, but it is not. It is the opposite. Uh, So anyway, this is your non-nut cheese... No. Okay. Yeah. And yups. Take us on our cheese journey. Take us on a journey. So what are the 
biggest nopes that you've ever seen on so a cheese So for those who are not here, I am looking at two plates right now. One for which I brought, which is definitely a yup. Um, and one for which you guys so lovingly provided. Uh, and there is remnants of it left, and it's a nope. And I can tell you, right... First of all, right off the bat, it's a nope. It's on plastic. Oh. So that's, yeah. a, that's a situation. It's a disaster, yeah. Um, another nope is that this is a weird thing, but this is weird. You should never have even amounts of cheese. You never. You have three, five, I, or seven. I never knew Th- that. This was six. I counted the, the sixth one has been eaten. You're that. blowing my mind right now. Uh-huh. Also, you have a blue cheese on here, and that is shocking. It is absolutely a it stunner. Be there. You should keep that separate. It's too pungent, and like a in lot a of bento people box? Like completely in separate, separate. in a cage. Like a lot, like there are. You'll find a lot of people don't like blue. They just literally like. We as American are monsters for serving cheese right. the way we do to begin with. But yes, people who don't like blue might have an issue. And then another thing: Have you guys been on an airplane recently? Yeah, I've been uh, on yeah. An airplane. Have you been evacuated because no, not they, so much? <laughs> so I was recently deboarded because they said. Does any like does anybody have nuts with them? Because we have somebody allergic oh. to nuts, and people are like, yeah, and they're like, we have to take you off the plane, the what? entire plane. <laughs> you have nuts on here. You can't just like put you can't the just n- put nuts willy nilly. Growing. I was just like going. And then you leave the look at the grape, the grape detritus here, which is just <laughs> not. So this is an entire, and then you have some plastic cutlery. This is a note. Take so, it away. So there are a few notes. Ellie, but, please. <laughs> audience participation. Please. Take this garbage cheese away. Oh, God. I, I happen to Woo! love nuts, so it's fine. Thank you. So, and that was my counter, which was a different a different version of a of Now a we're on to the yup cheese. The yup cheese, which you will notice are three variables. And you have a cow's cheese, a, a goat's milk cheese, and a sheep's milk cheese. And you just keep it really simple. There's a whole, there's actually an entire subculture of books about how to cut cheese. Oh. <laughs> but how to slice your cheese on a cheese plate, which we're not going to get into. It's and a beautiful cheese plate. Thank too. you. It's I think like it's marble. Like, and you're, it's a little rustic, yeah. but also simple so people can just pick up and go. And modern. Yeah, very modern. So, <laughs> Sophisticated. So yeah, I'm mostly. on my way to becoming an official cheese influencer. I'm going to start my own Instagram you, of cheese. You have been a cheese influencer your entire life. I mean, I've been eating cheese for 45 years. So Three generations <laughs> of cheese lovers. I feed my dog cheese because he's got to be in on it with me, so it's a big thing. Oh, potato. <laughs> yeah, potato eats okay, cheese. What else can we learn about cheese here? So um, we got a question from Twitter uh, via from Walt Mossberg, oh. the, the icon the of icon technology columnist and media entrepreneur, uh. and he wrote in to ask, "Dear cheese expert, <laughs> which American cheese variety should I buy, white or orange?" And a follow up: Why do I need a quote cheese plate? Right. So. <laughs> I feel that I have an I, opinion here. So. I have an opinion, and I feel that Walt is definitely setting us up here. I feel that the and I'm going to be a bit controversial, but the American cheese situation goes along with who you served, uh, who served the fast food in the White House the other day. Uh-huh. I feel like Donald Trump has never been happier when like the plastic wrapped of American cheese, yellow or white, come to him. Like he unwraps Kraft it. Kraft singles. Just, the Kraft, Kraft singles. singles. Like I imagine that guy just eats that right out of the plastic and leaves the plastic on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So I... Melania Baron. Pick <laughs> this shit up. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I I truly believe in American cheese. It, it it belongs in its maybe its fast food forms or maybe whatnot. Uh, that but not on a cheese plate. And we we as Americans are savages. I mean, we do we do <laughs> we eat, are we are we got We're garbage we, monsters. So we put this out on Twitter. If we can know savage. We are savage. We are garbage monsters. Yes, <laughs> we are. I think that's a drink. But uh, people <laughs> people in um, in the the great country of, well, I don't even know what we call it anymore, the UK for now, Britain, whatnot, tweeted at us yesterday that that we are shocking that we would even consider serving cheese before, before. a meal. Yes. We are to serve it after a meal and then drink a lot and smoke a lot of cigarettes or jewels or whatever. I don't know. I'm not condoning anything, but <laughs> which is a fantastic thing. And I truly believe that you should eat cheese in every meal. Like I have it before my appetizer, my appetizer, my entree and my dessert. But um, so we we have a cheese plate because it's 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 beautiful and it's oh, okay. delicious. So it's aesthetics. It's okay. aesthetic. So we know a lot more now about cheese than we did when the segment started. Thank you're welcome. You. You're but, welcome. But we're going to test how far this has gone. So we last year, last week, if you listened to the podcast, you realized that there is. Uh, we've all seen Bird Box or know about what it is. Um, and there's the Bird Box challenge where people idiots try to like drive blindfolded or like hold their children blindfolded. What well, did we you say have decided the- that we are going to do the Bird Box cheese challenge. And I'd like to call upon my dear friend Chad, whom I've known for many years. You can take those glasses off because they will do you no good here. Okay. I like the bird glasses box challenge. Off. I don't even need the blindfold. I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I like I'll be, the bird I'll box be boy. Rachel movie. can be girl. Yeah. Take it off. Don't watch the movie. There you go. And, um... Brooke, right. can you please feed him <laughs> a piece of I would of be cheese. very delighted. So uh, most of this is, okay, ready? So wait, what, what am I, what, what You're going to try to identify, but if you can't, you can at least describe, yeah, like, or there's only like 10 million cheeses in the world. You should be able to get this. Maybe identify whether it's cow's milk, sheep's milk, or goat's milk. Yeah, old world, new world. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Should I tap once? I'm, I'm <laughs> I think it's a sheep. I actually have it's a horse. Horse milk. Okay. Are you ready? I, no. Open up. Okay. Okay. So All tell right. us what you think of this cheese. All right. I. I. It is not nut cheese. Okay. It is. It is regular cheese made of. Uh, I, I'm going to say cow's milk. Oh. And I'm going to say, I think it's like a cheddar of some kind. It's very, got a nice oaky taste to it. Oaky? Yeah. Like a Chardonnay, yeah, like a fine like Chardonnay, a Chardonnay cheese. It's got nice legs. <laughs> He's so close, however, it's goat's milk. Oh, uh, darn. If by cow's milk you mean goat's milk, then yes. It's aged goat Gouda from the Netherlands. I knew it was aged. It's aged, which is very unusual for a Gouda. The Netherlands have never seen it. They don't have any age. That's what They're threw, ageless. That's what threw me off. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, there's one more. We, we'll do one more. We have time for one more. Okay. Okay. Wait. I'm gonna. He's gonna have to lick this one. We're gonna oh, do. Good we're God. gonna do this one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ready? No. Wait. This is the one we're gonna do because this is this is a good one. Steer Sorry. the canoe to the left. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. It's in my mouth. It was very smooth. No, oh, it's very delicious. Very rich. This is a wonderful brie, I would say, or uh, like a double cream something or other. 
Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Do you like it, right? Uh, it's Can you course. tell it's that not it, nut cheese. it actually comes from a cow, and these cows have to live above 600 meters in the mountains, and otherwise it cannot be considered a montagnard, which this type of cheese is. And they are from the mountains of France on the border of Germany. But I could I could taste the clouds. They only <laughs> they only eat grass, and they are like lovingly taken care of. Ah, and it's 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 smooth as silk. It's delicious. Woo! Chad, yeah. one out of two. That thank you. Really I'll good. take the blindfold. I'll wear it the rest of the show. Thank you. Brooke, thank oh, you so here. much. Our thank chief expert. Thanks, guys. Huh? Okay. We're back to the nopes. Uh, so we have a lot of tech people here. I can sense a lot of startup people, a lot of tech people. I have worked in WeWorks for a number of years, not right now, but in the past. How many of you have actually worked at a WeWork before? <laughs> eh, mixed bag, right? <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> okay, well, there was a lot of WeWork news this week, and I need to share it with you because it's an important context for the world in which we live, since they're one of the most highly valued private companies in the world right now. So um, there's a few like points of fact in the fact pattern here, and you know we should figure out what this really leads to. The first fact that I discovered is that a couple of weeks ago, they, in- they flew their entire global team of managers to L.A. for three days where they rented Universal Studios and hired the Red Hot Chili Peppers to play for their event. That's like a tech thing. Right, they have right. to do That's it. Like yeah. the, no, but it's not. That's like the harbinger of doom. I, like, yeah, it's well, like Marissa Mayer sitting on her Marie Antoinette throne. It's the like, cost of doing business. It is not the cost <laughs> of doing business. It's the cost of going out of business. Like, <laughs> yes. Okay, as okay. soon as the like valuation drops, that's what's going to happen. Funny you should mention the valuation dropping. Um, because then we learned that WeWork was planned. So SoftBank's a big investment firm They who owns a big part of WeWork already. Backed by the Saudis. Backed by the Saudis, that's right. Didn't used to be. Now it is, like everything. Um, so, that, so they're supposed to get this $16 billion investment from SoftBank. And SoftBank decided, eh, never mind. I think we're going to make that $2 billion. $16 billion to $2 billion. Still a lot of fucking money. Yeah, but if you're... But if you're expecting che- if you're, 16 if you got a and you check get to th- the Red Hot Chili Peppers for a billion, you kind of want to save your cash, right? Um, and Adam Newman, who's the founder CEO of WeWork, was apparently catatonic, and he was unable to respond to this catastrophic news for multiple days. He was like in a fetal position under the desk. Yeah. Then we learn, courtesy of the Wall Street Journal, that um, not shockingly, these people are a bunch of fucking grifters. So in one of these WeWork buildings, IBM had apparently leased space, multiple multiple floors of space. Um, the elevator broke. So all the employees of the IBM space had to walk up 17 stories. So... I mean, we've all worked at WeWork. That happens every day, right? So, <laughs> so they looked into the owner and they realized that the owner was not WeWork. It was personally Adam Newman, the CEO of it, and that he had leased it back to WeWork at exorbitant profits. And right, so it's he's like le- a snake eating its own tail. He's like he's like learning from our president. The the fish <laughs> rots from the head down, yes. right? This is like a Trump International Hotel scam. It is. He's a grifter, right? So um so, of course, they looked into it. IBM's no idiots, and they realized that this was happening. So this was like the firestorm. Look, you know, this is a PR nightmare. Like, all these things happen at once. And so what do you do? You rebrand, right? <laughs> so WeWork is pretty famous as WeWork, right? So they changed their name to We Company. Not 
the We Company, not the Facebook, just We Company. We Company. We Company. And in order to justify what they were doing, they they dredged out this mock-up that his vision from 2009 that he actually sent to all the employees where there were like 50 different divisions of WeWork, only one of which was actually the office that we know now. So we've heard there's WeWork, there's We Sleep, which is like the Japanese, you know, uh, hotels where you sleep in a file cabinet, right? We Give, which is some sort of scam-like charity thing. We Connect, which has something to do with fucking coffee. I don't know why. We Bank, which I'm sure charges extortionate interest rates. And, of course, We Sail for chartering yachts. <laughs> because nothing says democratizing the startup economy like chartering, chartering yachts. yachts. That's right. So, of course, Adam Newman was, like, passionate about this when he sent this out. This was the justification for the rebranding. And here was his quote. He said, do you know how long it takes a diamond to be created? Half a million to four million years. I love that analogy. To make something very precious, you have to apply a lot of pressure. Well, that's how long to the which Saudis I say, will be waiting. Stay in your stay lane. In your lane. Stay no. in your fucking lane. We work. Be an office. Don't be a yacht company. Don't be a bank. Don't like be my mortgage. I don't want my mortgage from fucking WeWork. Just fill the coffee pot, clean the floors, make sure the fucking arcade works and the lights don't go out, and get out of my fucking way. No, but didn't they change their mission statement too? Their mission statement was changed to, like, elevate the world's consciousness. Right. That's like Google, don't be evil. Like, That's how like, long did it take for them to be evil, What are you doing? Right? Are you, like, leasing office space? Or are you, like, doing, like, ayahuasca journeys, like, down the Amazon? <laughs> no, this is nonsense. nonsense. Stop no, it. No, no, shut it down. This world, these visionaries, this world is so full of grifters. Fakaktas. Rachel, this is one of your favorite fakaktas. Fakamani <laughs> fakaktas. Um, Rachel, this is one of your favorite topics. You are, like, the, you're on top of this story. A grifter expert. Yeah, so I just I feel like there's nothing more 2019 than two dominant media streaming services fighting over the Fire Festival. Oh, the Fire Festival. <laughs> Anybody yeah. go? No, I didn't think so. I didn't no. think so. <laughs> no, our friends are too smart. None of us went cuz <laughs> nobody went. <laughs> so, uh, we've talked about the Fire Festival. It was that music festival that was supposed to take place on the Bahamian island of Exuma in April 2017. It was promoted on social media by Kendall Jenner and Bella Hadid, and all these millennials paid thousands of dollars, arrived on the island, and found nothing but a few FEMA tents, a cheese sandwich. I'm glad he was doing something. (laughs) Supplying the fire festival. Right. So on Monday, Hulu made a surprise announcement that they had just dropped, quote, fire fraud, which is their documentary about the fire festival and they did it to block the hustle of netflix which is releasing fire the greatest party that never happened <laughs> on friday so this is like there's like dueling ruth bader ginsburg documentaries yes. very similarly fire festival fire documentaries festival. and this is some like petty shit so Hulu knew that Netflix's review embargo was ending on Monday, which means that all of the critics who pre-screened the Netflix documentary would be posting their reviews on that day. And through the magic arts of search engine optimization, I've heard of that. <laughs> they'd be misdirected. I've heard the algorithm's always yeah. changing. Is yes. that true? <laughs> they'd be misdirected to the Hulu one. Oh. So Hulu was grifting on Netflix's publicity about the grifter documentary. This is like Grifter Square. This is like the first derivative of, of Grifters. Grifting, yes. <laughs> and 
I just say, haven't we been through enough? We, we need zero fire festival documentaries. No, we should be all be focused. Whatever energy it takes to create a fire festival, do another like women's march. Do like without the fucking anti-Semites. Like <laughs> yeah. do do a like something important something to like important. reclaim our nation from autocracy. Don't be fat fucking Ya Rule or whoever it was. Ja Rule. Ja Rule. Ja Rule. I guess I'm not the guess I'm not the target audience of this thing. No, fire. So no. wait, the, have you watched either of them? I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> Your time is so precious. I, I watched the Hulu one yesterday. Okay. I couldn't resist. It was being shoved in my face everywhere and I watched it. And, you could resist. And it, was, it was terrible. These people are abominations. Yeah. Um, no. And are you, the real question is, are you going to watch the Netflix one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, shut this down. This is terrible, Rachel. You've embarrassed I, the family disgrace. again. <laughs> Will you come over Friday and watch the Netflix one? Thing? <laughs> I, got nothing, I got nothing else going on. <laughs> okay, this is now the portion of the podcast where we are going to do Nope Live Trivia. All you, all you people, all you people come up to me and say you listen to Nope all the time. But I just missed the last episode, or I'm a couple of episodes behind, and I'm like, listen to the 2018 year in review, or listen to the gift guide, or listen to this and that, and sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't, but this is how we will know. I would like to ask five brave volunteers to step up in line at this standing mic that we have, and I will ask you, nope trivia question, okay, if you are listening to nope, you cannot be fucking shy. This is ridiculous. I'm already standing here. Okay, so you're you're number one, but we need to know who. Tessa, you're you're in. You listen every week. I know. I cannot believe that our nope audience is like shy. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ellie. Uh, this is a super fan. No problem. Ellie Zeus. Hey. Welcome. Hey. Hey guys. Okay. First trivia question: What type of service animals are currently allowed on board by United Airlines? Here are the choices. A, peacocks. I know this. B, honey badgers. Nope. C, miniature horses. Or D, potbelly pigs. <sighs> Only one is allowed. Only one. None of the above. That was not a choice. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking software engineer. That is like, you've got to follow the logic here. Peacocks, honey badgers, miniature horses. Peacocks. No, that is wrong. Uh, ah. Sad. You sad. Miniature horses are allowed. Uh. They are allowed. I was going to say ostriches, but that was not a choice either. <laughs> you fail. Thank you, Ellie, for playing. Next, okay. Tessa, thank you for your loyal listenership. You cheer up my day whenever you come by and quote something from the night before. Here is your question: What did a Canadian salesman leave in his hotel windowsill? that wound up attracting 40 vomiting seagulls into his room. Is the answer A, potato chips, B, socks, C, romaine lettuce, or D, spicy pepperoni? Definitely the spicy pepperoni. Woo! There's a real listener. There's a real listener. All right. I really wanted the windowsill okay, question. You're, you're in it for the prize. Okay, this right, is easy. If you don't like this one, we'll give you another. Okay. <laughs> Who was not celebrating pimp politician Dennis Hoff's 72nd birthday at a Nevada brothel on the night that he died? <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Before he was then elected, despite <laughs> right, right, being yes, dead. Right, yes, yes. Right, okay. okay. Who was not at the party? A, porn star Ron Jeremy. The he, he was there. He was there. Was, he was um, there. <laughs> 
shouldn't give you a clue. <laughs> B, pardon felon Arizona Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Maybe. I think he was also there. C, uh, you were a tax enthusiast. He's a tax-cutting enthusiast. Right, right. Grover Norquist. Or D, adult film actress-director Stormy Daniels. I think Stormy Daniels wasn't there and Arpaio was. You are exactly yes. right. Yes. What's not, that is not shocking. What's shocking is that the other three morons were there. Like, it's a rogues gallery of insane. Who would you rather party with on the night you died? I can't think of a better crowd. I would love to party with Sheriff Joe Arpaio. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible thing. Okay, um, we need, oh, here we are. I thought it was Sarah. Oh, thank Sarah you. Shartali. And we're going to need one more after that so we're not humiliated. Okay. This is easy. This is easy, yeah. What? I, I, you don't even know what we think. You should think this yourself. What is the lowest form of lettuce? Is it <laughs> iceberg, Obviously. romaine, butter lettuce, or mescaline mix? Oh, well, I don't agree with you, but it's mescaline mix. Woo! It is. Also known as spring mix. Also known as. We need one more. Okay, Josh, it's you. Josh. This is uh, Rachel's husband, Josh, who's been our, uh, I can't say mixologist, that's like a lame, douchey term. What are you? You're a, a, a spirits expert, professional and expert. Drinker. Okay, okay, you're an influencer. Here is the question, our final question. Who has the least BDE? Hmm. <laughs> Pete Davidson, Cher, Robert Mueller, or Jared Kushner? Come on. Come on, the Kush. The Kush. Kush, Kush, and the Kush. Thank you so much for participating in Nope Trivia. I hope it wasn't too difficult. I hope it gave you a wonderful sense of self-satisfaction. It certainly did for us. Rachel, what is our next Nope topic? Um, I want to talk about Saudi Arabia. Oh, one of our favorite topics, our finest <laughs> yes. living Caliphate. Dictators. <laughs> um, so we've been monitoring Saudi Arabia, and we think that they're terrible in every way sure. um, and they're certainly not deserving of a monument adjacent to the 9-11 memorial which is right here like is, 10 blocks away yes, but that's what happened wait there's a Saudi monument by the I really don't know the story there's a Saudi monument by Ground Zero that is what I'm saying okay. that is what happened so this week the Port Authority decided to remove a 9 foot statue displaying the flag of Saudi Arabia on a giant piece of candy. It was like a nine-foot <laughs> piece of candy. I have candy. so many questions. <laughs> was it a singular piece of candy? Like a lifesaver with a flag of Saudi Arabia imprinted on it? Was like it was Mike like and a, Ike's? It looked like was a... was it like made of? Like? It was like a vertical wrapper uh, of like a sucking candy. Like a suck, like your grandma would have like in it, their bag. Right. bag. Like right. as if when it was would, wrapped like, in the Saudi like, pick it flag. Out, cough. Okay, got it. So, um... Yeah, the victims' families uh, were not very happy about this, and they noted that 15 of the 19 9-11 hijackers were Saudi nationals. What could possibly go wrong? Um, Who approved this thing? I, I, Who decided? The Port Authority, the idiots. Okay. So the, the families said in a statement that the sculpture was an outrageous affront to the 9-11 community and that all other Americans who seek justice for the attacks on our nation on September 11th. This is a monument to gaslighting. This isn't just like whitewashing. It's it's like candy washing. <laughs> so so the sculpture was a, a work of a French artist. Um, 
Her name is Laurence Schenkel, and it was originally created to honor the countries from the G20. And the artist said that she agreed that the sculpture should be removed, but she felt that the flag of Saudi Arabia is part of the G20, so just like any other candy <laughs> flag of the candy nations, <laughs> it should remain where it is. Wait, as if there's like a candy flag precedent in like the International there Court are no of Justice. candy nations. The Shut the fuck up. Candy no, nation. <laughs> this is nonsense. So, okay, so the Port Authority finally relents, and they decide to move the sculpture. Mm-hmm. And where are they moving it? I don't know. To JFK Airport. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Okay, to that I say no. We should hack that sculpture up with a fucking bone saw yes! and throw it in the Hudson. No. No, Saudi, stay out of Saudi, our fucking... Stay no, out of, no. 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 Saudi people, no, I'm sure you're fine. You're lovely no, people. No, lovely people. Nothing against the Saudi people. But no, we should not be celebrating the Saudi government right now. Who aided and abetted the 9-11 hijackers. Right. And nope. the murder of a journalist. Nope. That no, was thank a funny you. one. That was, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, had funny moments within it, but like, you know, we got to... No, it's serious. We got to roll with it's it. It's serious. It's okay. upsetting. Here's, here's something that happened to me. This is one of these personal story. It's it's personal yet global. (laughs) Um, We started this very early on and we realized that personal stories have to have a global element. Here's my global element. So I'm a big music fanatic. Those of you who know me well will know. And I love the Spotify Discover Weekly, right? Which is the playlist where like they get into your brain. I don't know how they do that. And there's other ones like Pandora where they're like, oh, people who like you know, Grateful Dead like fish. And it's like, fuck that. Like, the, you know, I don't need to know that. I, I know that myself. Like, they know, like, the different chords that you like and the beats that you like, and they get in your brain and they show you things that you would never know otherwise. So I love this thing. And I've spent three years training it. And finally, it knows exactly what I like. And half the music I know, I, I get from it. Then suddenly, so I'm away from it for like a couple of weeks while I'm on vacation. I come back. And suddenly, my Discover Weekly, which upon which I rely starts playing mostly Spanish hip-hop <laughs> with a spat- smattering of Italian techno and some Gregorian chants. <laughs> and I realize, then I go and see like who's been playing it, because it has like the most recent thing, and I realize that some guy like hacked into or hijacked my Spotify account and was listening to this stuff <laughs> for like two months, and you know, this algor- algorithms are not deterred. Like, once they hear you liking something, it's hard to, unlear- to unlearn them. With, right. No. So I call, Sp- did you know you can call Spotify? Right. <laughs> Premium, baby. So, <laughs> so you call Spotify. I talked to Janice. You're just like, hi, Spotify, my mix isn't working. Right. My for mix me. isn't working. I think, you know, Julio's hijacked it. And uh, she's like, okay, we can roll it back in time so that, like, the playlists he made, like, unappear, but we can't undo the algorithm, right? And the only way to undo the algorithm is for you to like proactively keep listening to the stuff you like and teach it, you know, how, how to learn more in oh, the future. Oh, how convenient. Just like use our app all use day Use Spotify long. more forever, right? And maybe we'll give you back what we stole from you through our imperfect security. Okay. So I then listened for months. And I like the like happy indie pop, synthy, retro, all the shit a middle-aged guy likes, right? And um, so I listened for months. And finally, in the Discover Weekly, the songs I like started to like inch back in. And then it started getting good and it started getting better than ever. 
And I'm like, oh my God, thank you, Spotify. I mean, I was in the wilderness for a few weeks and a few months, but like now it's back. And then I found this song where like, I, I, again, I'm a musician. So like when I hear a song I like, I really, really like it. Glace knows this. And, uh, and it was called like Saint Motel. It's like Saint Etienne. It's a, it's song by. And I love positive lyrics. I don't like these like mopey breakup lyrics. So here were some of the lyrics I heard. It was, you've always been a friend, but when you see me next, you won't recognize the person that I am. There's no need to be nervous. I'm not dangerous anymore. Yeah, I cleaned up and found Jesus, <laughs> and he's waiting at the door. I'm born again, get born, get born, get born again. Then, when I backed up and looked at this playlist that Discover Weekly had magically gotten into my brain about, I went back and looked at all of the fucking songs I was loving were Christian rock. <laughs> all of them. What did you do? Did you call Janice? Again? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I got baptized. You should go see Shen Yun. <laughs> you should have seen Shen Yun. So at first I was like, no, but I don't know. I'm breaking the format here. Yes, Christian rock. It's not your. It's not your mother's Christian rock anymore. I don't know if you had a okay, Christian rock Brian, mother, no. but no, no, no. Give me back my phoenix and my bleachers and my whatever i'm used to listen to no no okay shut it down i'm saying no to it's the name of the podcast okay we have a very special guest right now so um here's the topic we all saw that jeff bezos had these lewd allegedly lewd text messages to his lover lauren sanchez right and he left his wife what's her name mckenzie mckenzie bezos, bezos right but the thing was like we've seen all these sexting sexty sexts and like anthony weiner and you know uh, and like these were really tame right like they were gross but they were tame. And my personal opinion, I don't know, Rachel, what you think, but like this is a private citizen who has done an amazing job creating things for the economy, selling us cheap shit that like we used to pay way too much for. Everything in the world is there for you. And, and if he wants to like day. fuck some like, you know, I don't age know. Age appropriate. Age appropriate woman. Like, during the, like who the fuck cares? That said, <laughs> these texts were very amusing. <laughs> so as long as they are accepted in the context of us not judging them, except for light humor, I would like to introduce our finest living actress, Glace Chase, who is here. Please join us. Who will do a dramatic reading of the Jeff Bezos text messages. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Place, please take it away. I love you alive, girl. I will show you with my body and my lips and my eyes very soon. I want to smell you. I want to breathe you in. I want to hold you tight. I want to kiss your lips. I love you. I am in love with you. Sweet, so sweet. Right? Isn't that beautiful? It's beautiful. Should I continue? Please or, continue, um, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm almost... Uh, uh, verklempt. Yeah. Verklempt. <laughs> I'm, I'm oscillating on my seat. <laughs> a radio. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want? I want to get a little drunk with you tonight. Not falling down. Just a little drunk. <laughs> I want to talk to you and plan with you. Plan with you. <laughs> Listen so and laugh. Planning. What are your OKRs? <laughs> what are your KPIs, please? <laughs> He's so sweet. Isn't he sweet? He's adorable. I, know. I wish all affairs were like this. Oh, God, me too. And God knows I've had a few. <laughs> I basically want to be with you. 
then I want to fall asleep with you and wake up tomorrow and read the paper with you and have coffee with you. Shocking! No, no man has ever said that to me, ever. <laughs> that is scandalous. I know, thank you. I mean, coffee. Jeff Bezos is a catch. Okay, the final one, and this honestly is, has me overwhelmed. <laughs> I actually can't cope with this. This is such a beautiful phrase. How is he being persecuted for this? Your energy and ideas and competence (laughs) and spirit turn me on. Thank you, Face Change. Jeff Bezos, call me. Every Wednesday night at Bell Revan Tribeca. (laughs) (laughs) Our finest living text message reader. Thank you. (laughs) Rachel, it's so ironic. This is a terrible show, a terrible podcast about a terrible thing. It's called Nope. Yes. And yet, what do people like the best? The yups. They love the yups. I don't understand why. These are the beacons of life, the rays of hope that keep people going, keep us going. The things that get us through. Through these dark, 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 horrible times. Dark, 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 dark days. (laughs) Um, are there yups in the audience, or are we just going to take this over here? Um, if anyone has any yups. Anybody have any yups you want to do? Any, no? No. Okay. okay. I, we never turned down a chance to talk. If you think of one, let us know. Okay, here um, we go. So my yup goes to, I don't... Oh, wait, you have one? <laughs> <laughs> Allie, coming back. Rachel Zegler, who is an unknown, quote-unquote, from New Jersey, a 17-year-old high school gal who just got cast in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The next Nikki Blonsky. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. She made me cry on my commute this morning. Oh, oh that's a great one. Well, rendition next to you, like, of Shallow. Your leg or something? Basically. Um, her rendition of Shallow is so good. I highly oh. recommend it. Oh, can you ask her to sing Chandelier? That's my yup. That always yuck. gets me. Okay, that's Yay, great. Yay, good yup. Okay, Rachel, let's, what's your yup? Um, my yup goes to a restaurant called Alinea. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think so. Or Alinea. It's Alinea. Oh, it's Alinea. Uh, Karen's from Chicago. Well, I said Alinea, and you told me Alinea. What the fuck so do I know? You, you <laughs> set me on the wrong path. Um, so that's the Chicago Three Michelin Star restaurant, and they invited the Clemson Tigers to have a real celebratory meal. After the garbage After hamburger. After the garbage hamburger. So... We make fun of them a lot. They're the restaurant that at the Mandarin Oriental that serves like an everything bagel cocktail in like a pillow. Smoke in a pillowcase. Right? <laughs> but um, but in this case, yup to them. All right, very good. So my yup, we've done this before, but I can't hold back. Is to Nancy Pelosi, the new Speaker of the House. So she had the fucking BDE to uninvite. Donald Trump to his own fucking State of the Union. <laughs> right. And she wasn't asking. She was, she was telling. telling. right? She's like, we are not paying your bullshit security detail. Like, if you want to come down here in a tracksuit, like, and like, with <laughs> and no deliver protection, your... deliver things to like an empty alcove, you can do that. We are not showing up. We are not bringing the fucking cabinet and the Supreme Court for all this shit. Like, you're a shame. Like, just fucking open the government again and then we'll talk about having a fucking State of the Union. You don't Fire. deserve it. You're Disgusting. You're disgusting. <laughs> okay, Nancy so Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, BD, great. I predict great things ahead for her. I think she's very <laughs> promising as a member of Congress. I think uh, I think she's got a bright future. Her and AOC and Cory Bell, all these people, so many bright stars in the Democratic constellation. Yes, and most of all, our yups go out to everybody who came out to this live show. This was amazing. Our super Thank fans, you. our influencers. 
I have a few particular thank yous. Steve Long. So we, we never have a professional sound engineer. We're usually like garbaging it up here. And I'm like, <laughs> the tape, the thing stops halfway through and the microphones don't work. So thank you for your professionalism. Yes, Hopefully you. you're going to make us sound great. Thanks to Josh Schwartman, who is Rachel's husband, my cousin-in-law, who uh, provided the sponsors, the uh, Manhattans, all the goodness. And of course, thank you to our executive producer, Karen Novak, who has kept us going. She sends us the story. She provides us with the inspiration. She smacks us down when we deserve it. She tweets us even when we don't. Thank you so much. Rachel, it has been a terrible week. And yet, it has been a really, really fun podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, what we should do, we should rate it, review it, tell your friends, stand on the rooftop, shout out. Nobody's on the rooftop. Who can listen to this? Turn to the left, turn to the right. Tell everybody you know. Sachet, Chante. (laughs) All that shit. All that shit. All that shit. And more. Thank you for listening. This has been This Week in No. The podcast where we shut it down. (laughs) 